Welcome back to Cause Talk Radio by Rashpixel.fm, the podcast that shows do-gooders, nonprofits, and businesses how to build win-win partnerships that raise money and change the world. This podcast is brought to you by the Cause Marketing Forum and Selfish Giving. You can find full show notes and additional resources for today's episode at CauseUpdate.com and SelfishGiving.com. Now on to today's episode. Hey everyone, this is Joe Waters, and I want to welcome you to another episode of Cause Talk Radio. And on the line with me now, of course, is the gorgeous Megan Strand. Hey, oh, Megan. Today I'm gorgeous. That's Hi. right. That's right. That's it's Friday. Nice, I'm in it's a good Friday. mood. I'm going to Arizona next week. I'm going to have fun. I love Everyone's the world today, gorgeous. Megan. You know, I mean, <laughs> I'm, happy to hear it. I'm going to even call our guest gorgeous. You know, so I go. mean, yeah, I mean, I might as well go for it, right? Go for it. So on the line with us today, folks, is John Bromley. He is the founder and CEO of Chimp. Hey, John, how's it going? I'm good. Thanks. Hi, Joe. Hi, Megan. How are you doing? Thanks so much for being on today. You know, I know that you're on Canadian time today. So Yeah, well, you know. that's 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 true, and we're quite different up here, and the only reason you can call me gorgeous is because you've never met me in person before. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but... I've heard that you have a gorgeous online giving platform in Chimp. Could you start by telling us a little bit about Chimp and what you folks are doing in the space? Sure. Chimp's uh, developing um, what we view to be one of the first socially networked marketplaces for giving. Mm -hmm. And when we talk about giving at Chimp currently, we talk about giving uh, in the context of charitable giving. Mm -hmm. So it's restricted to to charitable giving. And... uh, Chimp uh, is about bringing people and or companies together with charities. And in that regard, uh, the name Chimp uh, uh, stands for Charitable and Impact. So it brings together mm-hmm. charity and impact. And in so doing, in our, in our name and our brand, we're actually trying to do that uh, uh, with our actual platform as well. Mm. And how long have you been around for, John? Uh, I've been around 37 years. Uh, <laughs> yeah, give me a birthday. I'll send you a card, John. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you can, you can, you can chip me on my birthday. Uh, there you which go. Is on January 30th, because uh, chip. Oh, I missed it. I missed it. Send charitable gifts to 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 other people. So it allows you to give charitable money to other people for them to give away. And I love getting those gifts on my birthday. Uh, but chip itself's been around for uh, about three years now. Mm-hmm. And is your platform only for Canadians, or does it extend to the United? States? Uh, currently, it's only for Canadians, uh, Joe. And the reason for that, mm-hmm. as you may know, is that uh, charity is, uh, when you look at it through a legal lens, is jurisdictional in nature. So charity is charity in Canada, and mm-hmm. charity is charity in the United States. And the mm-hmm. two of those things don't easily cross over. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, the spirit of charity is 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 global, mm-hmm. uh, but the uh, legal framework for charities is a lot more complex than the human spirit of charity is. Mm. So wh- what type of organizations really use your platform? I mean, one of the things that I'm interested in online giving, and I'm actually doing something right now where I'm looking at a lot of different platforms, it's interesting that people tend to gravitate towards certain problems, t- certain pr- uh, platforms for certain things. Like, for example, like... Um, Someone was telling me today, we were talking about a site called GoFundMe, and they were talking about a lot of people that are looking for help paying hospital bills, of all things, actually you know, are using those sites. Now, I know that's different from your site, though, because you are focused on 501c3s, correct? 
if I was in the United States, I'd be focused say. on five one series. <laughs> but yeah, I, I'm I'm focused on the the equivalent version of that in Canada. We just refer to our our charities as registered charities. Ah, very good. So no numbers or anything like that. I kind of no, like no, that, Megan. No, what do you think? No. Instead, registered charities, right? I like That's it. right. Num- numbers are reserved for the uh, the the donation form. So I would love for you to just give us an example about how people use Chimp. I know that you have features for individuals and for groups and for companies. So can you walk us through a couple of ways that people use Chimp? Sure. Can I just back up and and give a bit of context into the question that Joe asked just a second Mm, ago? Sure. When you talk about go... So in terms of the problems online donation, whether it's charitable or not, solve. I think the one of the main things is in terms we talk about is access and participation. Mm-hmm. So as the web has, you know, effectively taken over a uh, new economy, how people communicate and how people transact in many cases, uh, charity being a, a material part of the economy falls into that. And so whether you're, whether or giving falls into that. So whether you're giving to charity or whether you're giving in a non-charitable at law context, for example, to someone's uh, hospital bills, uh, online platforms are about um, you know bringing together the the accessibility in terms of making it easy to donate right. making mm-hmm. it quick hopefully over time bringing the cost down and also allowing for that to become social and participatory mm-hmm. uh, so I'd say that's the that's the general context chimp uh, comes at it through the charity lens. Mm-hmm. Now inside the charity lens the vast majority of charitable online uh, giving platforms are forms of software that license to charities and they say, hey charity, buy my software uh, or license my software and use it and you're going to raise more money with mm-hmm. it. Uh, it's a world I understand. I've actually played in that world uh, before and I still do with a, a different platform which isn't Chimp. Chimp's take is different from that. Mm-hmm. Our interest is to, we, we exist to empower the human spirit of charity. Now. Mm-hmm. We believe everyone has a human spirit of charity, but whether they know how to act on it or they can really feel it is a different matter. So Chimp's focus is uh, sort of 51% on the individual and or where the context of the donation comes from. Maybe it's the individual, maybe it's the, mm-hmm. the company, uh, and and about 49% on the, on the charities. Mm-hmm. So we don't sell our software. Rather, we're more like an online platform that right. people come to and engage with and they use it if they want to. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think what the advantage is, too, is that you really have both entities there, too. Like, you know, you have the individuals that you can work with, but you also have the nonprofits. I guess I'm kind of curious, though, because if online giving platforms, if they are interested in, you know, if nonprofits are interested in, in you know, buying that software for their particular site, what would be the advantage of working with something off-site like yours? Well, the... The most expensive part, or one of the most expensive part of the fundraising uh, reality, is what's you know referred to in jargon as donor acquisition. Mm-hmm. So, fundraising software. Uh, this is an easy point to debate, but generally speaking, in a black and white world, fundraising software doesn't help you uh, meet and find new donors. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, sharing added on to that, of course. So, you know, I can argue both ways of this, but. Um, so that's one point. The other point I'd make is that fundraising software is specifically that. It's fun, mm-hmm. it's for fundraising. Right. The problem with fundraising in our current is is that the charitable sector is effectively now dominated by fundraising. Mm-hmm. And it, this goes a little bit deeper, but you know, my view on that is like 
you know, what's the answer to this question? Where do people learn how to give? Mm-hmm. I mean, where do you learn how to give? Right. So my answer to that is that increasingly you don't learn how to give anywhere. It used, you used to learn how to give in religious circles at the church, but as North mm-hmm. America has secularized, that's not happening anymore. Workplaces aren't solving that, generally speaking. Schools aren't solving that, generally speaking. Mm-hmm. And charities are fundraising at us. So what people are doing, people are giving to charities when they ask. What people aren't doing as much anymore is they're not giving out of uh, out of their own interest in giving, and then sort of saying, "Okay, who am I going to allocate that to?" And that's a that's a, so what sh- what Chimp is trying to do. It respects fundraising. We're good at fundraising. We move well over a hundred million dollars a year, but what our interest is, is 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 it's trying to get at the individual and saying, "Hey, you know, is giving going to be a part of your life?" And mm-hmm. if so. You know, Chimp offers you your own personal bank account, like a private foundation, yep. uh, that you can give to, and separate that act of giving from the reason and consideration that should go into, you know, the decision making behind which charities you're going to give to, and make that decision separately. If fundraising informs that second decision, go nuts. That's what fundraising is for. But yep. fundraising shouldn't be about, and doesn't hasn't proven that it can solve getting at humanity to say, hey, giving something that should be a part of your life. Right. Right, right. Well, you know, one of the things, though, about using your site, I set up an account uh, earlier this week, and I found it really easy, and I totally got it in terms of, like, how I could use this for my charitable activities, and it seemed really streamlined. Well, the point there is that if, well, thanks, Joe. Uh, (laughs) Now I just need to be in Canada so I can do it. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, our, our dollar has dropped, so it's cheaper to give money away in Canada. It almost acts like as a replacement for your tax receipt. There you uh, go. Anyways, uh, you know, the point there, Joe, is first of all, respecting people's time yeah. and making it easy for them to get at what the point of them using the site is. The point of them isn't to, you know, click around using a mouse or using their thumbs on a phone. Mm-hmm. It's, it's about empowering them to act on their human spirit of charity. So we want the majority of their mindset to be oriented towards how they create the biggest charitable impact with their dollars or with their fundraising or with their sharing mm-hmm. and the least amount of time, uh, you know, worrying about how to do that, you know, because our user interface is crappy. Mm-hmm. And by the way, you know, a lot of charitable donations are lost to the sector because it's just too hard to access and participate with charities. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. So, and it, I do, we, I do wanna... we give people too many excuses to say no. We do. Yeah. Go I ahead, do want to talk a little bit about I do want to talk a little bit about the platform and the user experience because that is a big part of what you're doing. So can you talk about or maybe give some examples about why people would use Chimp versus just donating to you know the Canadian Red Cross, mm. which I know is not Boy, Canadian you know Red what Cross. might be helpful yeah. too, um, Megan, is for for John to really mention too. What is it about his platform that is important for all platforms to have in order for them to be successful, so that our folks here in the United States can look for platforms that meet that criteria? Uh, so, what do you okay. think, John? You can do that for me. Yeah, you know, I got to write down those questions. That's a big <laughs> ask. So, um, so, so let's talk. Let's take Megan's question first, and then Joe. If I forget the second question, you can ask uh, again. My so, pleasure. Megan, great yep. question. So, um, you know, managing your charitable giving is actually a big ask of individuals. Mm-hmm. Most people don't just give to one charity. So right. automatically now you've got your credit card logged into different sites or you've got your check and personal information in all these different places. You've got to manage their tax receipts. 
uh, on the one hand, that's sort of a pain in the butt. Mm-hmm. The, 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 the longer term problem, though, is like it's very difficult to go up to someone and say, hey, you know, how do you feel about your, your, your charitable impact last year? Where did you give and how do you feel about, you know, the results of that? Uh, you know, whereas when you ask someone about their, um, their 401k or whatever you talk about in the U.S. with regards to your, mm-hmm. you know, investment accounts, it's, it's a much easier thing to go and click a couple of buttons and say, oh, Oh, gee, my investments are up. Yep. Uh, and I feel good about the fact that I'm, you know, heavily, more heavily weighted towards, you know, this sector of the economy versus that sector of the economy. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you live in a reactionary, fundraising-driven economy, which is which is the economy for charity in North America today, mm-hmm. and it's becoming increasingly that way, uh, in my view. Um, there, it's it's more about the charity getting money out of the individual and less about the individual's context for making that gift Mm -hmm. and the type of impact they're trying to have as an individual uh, based on their own life experience or what what they want to see in the world and how they want it to change. Mm -hmm. Uh, So when you, you know, when you give through an account, uh, you can uh, do a number of things like easily manage your tax receipts, always know when, where, why uh, you gave. And it also allows for things in the chimp platform anyway to say, you know what, I'm more of an I'm more of a social advocate than I am just a you know a, a, a well a, a donor or a mm-hmm. giver. So I'm going to use my my skill set to you know bring people into my cause and 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 fundraise with my group of friends uh, and instead of just you know giving the money away or maybe I don't have very much money to give but I still want to participate in mm-hmm. benevolence. Yeah. So so chimp, chimp's about you know rooting things through an account but then building feature sets around that and saying, you know, you can participate with your time, your talent, or treasure uh, in, in, terms of, uh, in terms of advancing the world. That's one way to answer the question. The other way to answer hmm. the question is about the rhetorical one, which is, you know, what's the purpose of you having a bank account? Mm-hmm. Why do you have one of those? How mm-hmm. does it help you? Right, so my and wife can't get to the money. Useful. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, my wife would say the exact opposite. So I can't get uh, But you know, if a bank account is useful to you, and if you care about spending on things uh, that you know make progressive change in the world, mm-hmm. uh, you know, like charity as an example, then why don't you have a bank account for that? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, thirty years out, I think that having bank accounts for charity is going to be the norm. Right now, the bank account of charity is generally speaking restricted to the 0.5% of elite who um, want to uh, and decide to register their own private foundation. Right, right. And, you know, I think what you're saying, too, and for the larger issue for, you know, picking the right online giving platform here in the States is it sounds like what you have there is a lot of versatility in terms of what your platform does, is that it's just not about giving money. It's about other things, too. And it's about participation, which is something that, you know, a lot of people want to do, and it's not always about giving for them. So they have a different set of priorities that's right and you know the reason for that is sort of taking yourself out of technology and out of the you know the the place where investors and product people always want to put you which is what problems are you solving Mm -hmm. what i'm not trying to say is that solving problems isn't important that's critical but what i'm trying to say is you know stop and think for a moment about how you or people you know who actually are charitable interact with being charitable Mm -hmm. and you know giving the actual money away is actually only one slice and one you know part of that entire transaction so you know there's the whole mentality of doing that there's then the you know convincing yourself that the sacrifice of the time the town or the treasure is important enough to you to do 
you know, once you do that, then it's sort of saying, how do I optimize the change agency, you know, that I'm going to decide on that from? And is that involving my friends or is it letting my values override all of that because my values are one of anonymity and I don't Mm -hmm. want anyone to know where I give, when and why? And so, you know, it's a lot, there's a lot more complexity to the human experience of giving than just, you know, a donate now button. Mm -hmm. And that's the future of where these types of platforms are going to go, in my view. The donate now button is now a commodity. Well, you know, that's one thing I'd be really interested to, John, in you talking about because of your experience in the field and stuff like that. Where do you see, uh, and, you know, we were kind of talking about this before the call, just talking about, you know, where online giving is headed, and also that we're starting to see some stress and some fracturing in the industry. And, you know, and there are definitely people who are surviving and doing all right, and then there are others that aren't doing so great. I mean, what's going to happen? Do you see the industry uh, splintering more? Uh, do you see it morphing into something else as things progress? Uh, my vision and hope and the reason why I'm doing what I'm doing is to reduce the segmentation of the sector while maintaining the independent uh, nature of the registered charity or of the 501c3 who mm-hmm. does need and require its own donor and distribution list, um, etc. Et mm-hmm. So so right now, charities spend an inordinate amount of time and money fundraising. And it's not just about the expense that goes into that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would estimate in Canada the average cost of capital from a charity who raises its own money to be somewhere between 20 and 40% on the dollar. Mm-hmm. Okay, That's a crazy high cost of capital. For someone like me who comes from an investment banking corporate finance background, mm-hmm. that's a big, big ask on money. Um, so... Uh, you know, how do you reduce that? Uh, that's one question that we seek to answer. But the other problem related to cost of capital and when everyone's just fundraising is a human capital problem for the charity sector. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's talk about a cause like saving ducks. Mm-hmm. Okay? So if you want to save the ducks, uh, there's a lot of different facets that go into that. There's sort of environmental, there's sort of, you know, science, there's, you know, passion for animals, all this type of thing. A whole bunch of people who go into that go into that because they bring the skill sets of, for example, science or, you know, combined with a passion for animals. And they don't know anything or have any interest in, you know, communication, marketing and sales, Mm -hmm. uh, which is what fundraising is. So uh, what you end up finding in a lot of small to medium sized charities in particular is that people go in there. They're willing to take a pay cut. They're all passion driven. They're they're leaving a purpose driven life. And then. You know, six months to two years later, they attrition out of the sector because they're just not loving Hmm. what they're doing. And it's because they're not doing what they set out to do in the sector because they went in for science to save the ducks with some kind of methodology that I don't understand not being a scientist. And they're spending all their time, you know, licking envelopes and, and, and writing letters to donors. Yep. Yep. And so your, I mean, there's a real help there in terms of platforms like yours and others like it in that it, it takes kind of that perspiration out so people can focus more on the inspiration of why they got involved in the first place. Generally speaking, yeah. I mean, with Chimp, you know, we don't sell our software. You use it if you want. We mm-hmm. invest all of our time and money into developing the best software that allows you to communicate and fundraise and share with friends mm-hmm. so that the charities focus on charitable impact. Let me make a sort of higher level macro point here. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you if you talk about economics, there's a so, the old supply-demand curve that's going to come up at some point. So right now, my view of the sector, which is broken in this way, the 
donors are uh, the supply curve and they supply money. So money is the measurement. Mm-hmm. Supply money and charities demand money. Otherwise they can't carry out their 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 work. Right. I think that's a real I think it's a real problem and it's real almost cynical to look at the sector that way, but that is how we operate. The measurement in my view should be charitable impact. Mm-hmm. Charities supply impact on the world and that's what donors demand or are willing to pay for. Right. So if charities aren't actually supplying change agency, mm-hmm. and I realize this stuff's difficult to measure, okay? I'm not going to try to simplify that idea. Mm-hmm. But if fundamentally, if charities aren't supplying change agency, donors will not and should not pay for it. So the idea that money is the basis of, of, of the sector right now, when you look at the macro world of how charities actually operate, is a real long-term problem to sustainability. Right. Because it's not actually... Uh, what the sector's about. Right. If we rewarded impact, that would be much more effective. But as as you brought up, John, that's that's such a difficult thing to measure. And even the most savvy are having a really hard time measuring impact. And, you know, at least in the United States, the lion's share of charities aren't. Mm-hmm. Well, here's one reason for why. That's a great point, Megan. Uh, the reason, one of the reasons why they're not good at measuring impact is because they don't spend any time doing it. Right. Why aren't they spending any time doing it? Because they're spending all their time fundraising and looking right. for new donors. Right. So what Chimp wants to say, and it's, and I'm making this overly simplified for the purpose of the conversation, is focus on you know carrying out charitable impact. And as you're mm-hmm. carrying out charitable impact, as the scientist who knows more about ducks, you can relay and or write yourself, if you're multi-talented, mm-hmm. the purpose and, and, and the, the mission behind why you're doing what you're doing and what needs to get done for that duck. And in mm-hmm. so doing, you can start to report on you know whether what you're doing is successful or not. And that's a form of that's a form of impact analysis. Yeah. When you simplify impact analysis to say, hey, is that a four-star charity or a three-star charity? It gets really problematic. But when right. you get down to the mm-hmm. work on the ground and yep. say, you know, what's working, what's not, it's actually not that difficult to do. And it's uh, all you really require is decent storytelling, yep. which, which, which let's not oversimplify that either. But the point is, charities aren't spending enough time doing it. And yep. as a result, it's not happening. And then everyone says, oh, well, it's so difficult to do. Yep. But is it so difficult or are we not trying? No, and I think I think you're absolutely right, John, and something that Megan and I have talked a lot about, too, is the idea that what nonprofits really need to focus on is, one, having an impact, and two, communicating that impact. But what they're focusing on now is, number one, and two, and three, is fundraising. Not realizing, of course, that when they do a good job having an impact and when they communicate that impact, mainly through content marketing and social media specifically – they can raise more money. But it takes right. a leap of faith to say, you know, to put that first and second and not fundraising because that's that's how they've run the whole time. That's an excellent point. And let's not just blame the charities for this. Yep. Uh, you know, charities have to fundraise because society doesn't give, you know, let's just talk about the Christian world for a second. The hmm. society does not tithe like they used to. Now, if everybody tithe, let's make that mm-hmm. assumption that everyone just gave 10% of what they earned. Right. Fundraising costs drop down by minimum half. Right. Why? Because yeah. there's two sides of fundraising. Mm-hmm. First, are you going to give your money away? That's mm-hmm. the first part of fundraising. The second part of fundraising is, are you going to give it to me? Mm-hmm. Okay, so if the first part of that charity, you know, that fundraising equation was, are you going to give or not? If that's gone because people are just doing it because it's part of their, you know, social fabric, it's part of their, it's part of who they are, mm-hmm. then, you know, the fundraising becomes more something closer to 
discovery. Can you, can you learn about me and can I convince you to allocate your capital here, but I don't have to convince you to actually take the money out of your pocket. And this brings us back to Megan's question about, you know, why is a, in our case, a chimp account or a charitable impact account useful? Because it allows you to make the commitment to just say, you know what, I'm going to give, you know, $100 a month and with easy functionality sort of say, hey, and my employer's going to match that. And I've got $200 a month. The whole focus of my time as a donor now is what am I going to do with that money to allocate out? Mm-hmm. And if and if the tools are there to make it easy to sort of, you know, fundraise and raise money driven by the individual, let alone driven by the charity, because mm-hmm. the tools are just present. Now the charity can focus more on let's tell our story. Yeah. Let's talk about the real problems with ducks. And by the way, in this socially networked world, you know, we can actually go in and find the people quite easily who actually care about ducks mm-hmm. because in this socially networked charitable bank, the people who, you know, like ducks have already told us so, uh, be, you know, because of, you know, by clicking a couple buttons and let's focus on that pond over there yep. and not that pond over there. And that's very different from going out, you know, shooting fish in a barrel is a lot different from going fishing in the ocean because if you don't know where to fish, you're hooped. Yeah. No, it's so true, too. And I mean, this speaks, too, because, you know, uh, Megan has been trying to get her new nonprofit off the ground uh, oh in Portland and, you know, a home for retired clowns. <laughs> so I think, like, you know, she could use an online giving program. I mean, she's got a great tagline, the grayest show on the earth. You know what I mean? So I think she's just, yeah. you know, she's just, it's really taken off for her, you know? And she, and see, Megan, you don't have to worry about fundraising. You just have to just worry about to doing, Canada. and yeah, and do a great yeah, job. Yeah, yeah. You have to do yeah. a great job, and yeah. then you have to communicate yeah. that, and you have to use John's have to platform. And yeah. Chimp. Well, that's right. Yeah. Let's 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 just jump to something that you guys are both very fluent on in the con- in the context of cause marketing. So one of the interesting things about you know corporations is that they, in my view, they act as if they were funding foundations. Mm-hmm. In other words, they like say, "Hey, write us grant proposals," and yep. "Hey, you know, we're going to cut you a check out." Okay, so a couple of things are going on in that equation. First of all, charities are spending time and money writing grant proposals that, in many cases, aren't even being read. Right. Secondly, the company is spending a whole bunch of time reading a certain portion of those proposals, you know, and they're analyzing them when this is far cry from their core competency. Mm -hmm. Thirdly, when they decide to cut a check to a charity, they're cutting a check in, 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 uh, uh, going to the charity. And then they're having to spend a whole bunch of money. Then they either just cut the check and say, Oh yeah, well we're altruistic, which is Mm -hmm. BS. If you're talking about a company, because their real point is to return value to shareholders. Mm -hmm. Uh, or they then spend more money mm-hmm. on communication and PR, et cetera, to say, hey, look at what a wonderful company art we are. We sent a check to the charity. So what I'm saying here, my point is that companies, you know, for every $10,000 that goes out the door from a company, they're actually in many cases spending another 20000 on something that doesn't return a social change agency but mm-hmm. does pay communication and PR, you know, people. Right. So the other thing that Chimp does by having a marketplace for charities, it allows corporations to come in and say, okay, we're going to, you know, our cause is, um, you know, saving ducks and mm-hmm. we're focused on California. And here's the nine charities in our, in, in the area that we uh, have stores, for example, where we care uh, that here's the nine charities that take, take care of ducks. We're going to put up our $100,000, you know, in the form of a match on this platform where people can know it's available and the duck people can come to it and give. And conceptually in this framework where the user experience is good enough and there's enough people who actually care, uh, the fundraising can start to happen 
without any cost to the charities, generally mm-hmm. speaking. Okay, because the impetus is there with the with the corporation. They've got money. They've given it up. They also have distribution because they have employees and customers. And within that framework, they're going to be able to take that $100,000, turn it into $200,000, which gets distributed at little to no cost to the charities for uh, you know these nine charities I'm talking about, mm-hmm. and, um, and have a huge brand lift in so doing because people participate in their giving mm-hmm. rather than read about their giving. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, what you're saying, too, though, is there needs to be more of a sincere desire from companies to have a true impact in their social giving. Well, I think that's true, and I think actually Well, you know, it's just the way, too, John, like I see what your point, too, is like, hey, Joe, you know, they're giving this money, but then they're doing this, they're spending all this money on PR or what have you and stuff like that. If they were really focused on solving the problem, they would be engaged in platforms that were much more effective and efficient. Well, I I agree with you on Mm. that, okay? But let me push back just for the sake of the conversation. Okay, companies are not in the business of um, necessarily, you know, having uh, an impact on ducks mm-hmm. okay they're in the business of selling shoes now if they think they're they're if they know or think their target demographic cares about ducks then you know it's maybe a smart marketing play right. to focus on ducks why because we want to save the ducks or because we can get more genuine attention from our target demographic when mm-hmm. we talk about ducks than when we talk about our shoes right the point i'm making to push back yeah. and just for the sake of conversation sure. is hey companies don't worry so much about the cost yeah Worry about getting a return on the investment you're making into the cause. Right. Because that's yeah. what companies are good at doing. They're yeah. focused entirely on getting a return on shareholder value. And when you start, and you know, and that's a for, and it's measured at the highest level in return of investment. So then when you yeah. go into the marketing department, you say, hey, well, what's the return on our marketing investment? And they theoretically know how to measure that. So who's going into the giving sort of, you know, community investment program and saying, guys, tell me how giving that money away returned you know, any value to our shareholders. Mm-hmm. In my view, there's only two ways for companies to do that. They either return value in a sort of marketing type of goodwill community mm-hmm. feel and or they do it on the HR side where they get better, you know, retention with employees who are happier working mm-hmm. with the company that cares about something other than just shoes and, and et cetera. So, you know, everyone's out there cheerleading for charity mm-hmm. and such because charity is such a wonderful thing and that's true. The problem, though, with all that cheerleading is it makes us soft at some degree. And because the assumption is, oh, well, you should do charity instead of you need to do charity right. because it makes you better and it makes your company better. Yeah. Oh, and by the way, yeah. it makes those ducks a lot happier. Yeah. yeah. And I think we're getting to that with businesses, though, in that the business of American business and Canadian business is social business. They're starting to get there. I, really I think so. Yeah, because I think that is. It's part of their, you know, it's part of that bottom line now is that this is, you know, part of their identity in terms of how they do business has to be, uh, you know, cause focused in some way. Why do you think that is? Why do I think that is? Because I think it's millennials who are really driving that, that the younger generation. And Megan, I don't know what you think about it, but I think it's because a younger generation is really coming up and then making those demands on companies. And as this younger generation gets older, they're going to be the ones running companies and they're not going to run them the way their fathers or their grandfathers or grandmothers did. 
which is why we need chimp. So it's it's really been. <laughs> oh, Megan, you bring it. Been, you bring Megan, it all you, together. I, I, all I, together Megan, for us. If you ever need a job, just let me know. Yeah. <laughs> hey, what, what, what are you saying? Come on, John. So, you know, yeah. it's just, well, yeah, I'm a I nice. Can't. Listen to me. I can. I've got a better accent than Joe. Come oh, on. Oh, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. Well, if you can believe it, we've actually come to the end of the episode. But it's been really fascinating to hear a little bit more about chimp and your philosophy on giving, John. So thank you so much for joining us today where can people find more about you and chimp online if they'd like to do that well at twitter we're we're at we are chimp uh and my name is john bromley and it's probably easiest to access me through the chimp website which is uh, chimp.net excellent so hopefully for all of our canadian listeners if you don't yet know what chimp is you will check that out and we will absolutely put that in the show notes as well joe where can people find you if they'd like to do that Oh, you can find me at SelfishGiving.com, obviously. You can find me Minute to Minute talking to Chimp and to Megan at Joe Waters on Twitter. And, of course, uh, visit Pinterest and check out my Pinterest boards. I have a lot more pins than uh, Megan. You'll notice that when you get there. Uh, and you can find that at Pinterest.com slash Joe Waters. What about you, Megan? Where can people find you except Pinterest? <laughs> Thanks, Joe. I'm also on Twitter <laughs> at Megan Strand, and I tweet for the Cause Marketing Forum at TweetCMF. And just a small little plug, everyone knows that listens to the show that the Cause Marketing Forum conference is coming up in May, but we're also doing a Canadian conference called Companies and Causes Canada in Toronto. Sorry, John. On October 22nd. So if you happen to be a Canadian listener, you want to get more involved in the space, or you're already involved in the space and want to meet with your people, this is the place to do it. And of course, you can find Cause Talk Radio on iTunes. We do recommend you subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss an episode. And you can find show notes on SelfishGiving.com as well as CauseUpdate.com. And on behalf of John and Joe and myself, we'd like to thank you for joining us for this episode of Cause Talk Radio. And we'll talk to you next time. Bye.